guys. It's me, Jokey Pants, Jared Minicom here, coming at you. I'm just here to sponsor Anchor. Uh, it's the app that we're using to make this podcast. Um, you can even get it on anchor.fm. Uh, you can use it to kind of really overall manage your podcast, and it's free. It doesn't cost you anything at all. Um, we are Your first sponsor is actually Anchor itself, just to kind of get the word out there that it's a free application that everyone can use. Um, and your sponsorship isn't required on how many people watch or listen, any kind of thing like that. So I think that's pretty all right for a free app. You know, they'll help you get paid without making you pay. And it's like, come on. Um, and I'm not the smartest guy when it comes to figuring things out sometimes. But uh, I mean, the editing tools seem to be working OK for me right now uh, for what I have to work with. So hey, it's great for starting out and figuring out your rhythm and your groove, and it's free, free, free. So go get the A free Anchor app uh, in any of your major Play Stores and things like that, Android, iPhone, anything like that, um, or even just go to Anchor.fm. Uh, other than that, guys, you have a great day, and onward to this crazy madhouse. I think I think there's something wrong with Anthony. Hey guys, just wanted to start off today by telling you about Patreon, and I'm also here with my friend, Mr. Johnny O himself. Aw, yeah. (laughs) We just wanted to tell you guys about the Patreon. Uh, We are currently working on a Patreon. Uh, You can look it up by Oddcast Media. Uh, We are getting that opened up so really we can pull some support in. If you like the show and you like what you're hearing, we have plans to do more like these. Uh, Me and Anthony have already talked about doing a couple other different podcasts as well and different other things we've talked about. Uh, So really the Patreon would just be a way to help support us so we can keep doing things that we want to do and, you know, bringing you comedy. I don't know what else to put there. Oh, and you get to hear more of this guy over here because he's just starting to join in. Hell yeah, gotta keep it going. Oh yeah. So rolling in. (laughs) (laughs) So really, guys, just go check it out. You can tell it's our. You can tell it's ours if you can see a the brain that's our logo on most of the episodes. Or B, if you see a picture of two balloon heads in a basket of watermelons. So then you really know you're in the right place. Makes you feel safe and at home. And always remember that nothing's real except for this guy over here who's going to haunt you in your dreams. Sleep dreams. <laughs> it's cast. Hello? No one expects the gecko. Can, can you hear me? But I was going crazy. The second they came together, it was beautiful. You're listening to an oddcast. You know, I actually killed a spider yesterday. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches feet, just like my look out. Here comes a Spider-Man. Yay, Spider-Man. Hey, guys, it's me, Jared Medikai, a.k.a. Jokey Pants, and with me here today is Anthony Denny, a.k.a. Inferno Frenzy. 
And as you can tell, we are talking Spider-Man, folks. You know why? Because Spider-Man. Except for Anthony. Because Anthony killed a spider. He's a monster. I killed, I killed, I killed a spider last night. It was in the bathroom next to the toilet paper. I used fire. Well, that's one way to do it. <sighs> An ice cold beverage on a hot day. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about Spider Man. Uh, you know, just you know, you know what, you know what, what? Just, uh, just because I want to. Spider Man, Spider Man. I couldn't help it. I found that, and I just had to use it. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's classic. Uh. So yeah, we're going to break down the Spider-Man movies today. Uh, this will be part one. Uh, then we're going to go over animated things and whatnot at a later point. Uh, there's been more Spider-Man movies than you would think. Uh, I know there's certainly more than I thought. So there's You that. need at least two hands to count them all. Yeah, you do. You do need two hands. So if you're a one-handed person, you can't count them all. Unless you still have all your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of dark humor for you. We're looking out for you. Uh, so we're just going to start off right away. Uh, Toby Maguire, Sam Raimi started it off in uh, with 2002 Spider-Man. God, we uh, were very young when this came out. We were indeed. We're not old. We're not old older guys at all. We're 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 quite young. I, I mean, at least that's what I'm told. I'm young all the time. So I guess we're just young. And I get it. We're only in our 20s. Yeah, same here. Um, same here. So, yeah, we were just little kids when this came out. Yeah, yeah, you know, 20s, either way. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – it wasn't – it was uh, Sam Raimi, right, was the director on yep, that? Yep. yep, Sam Raimi, uh, who did The Evil Dead. Yeah, see, that's why no one thought this movie would do well, because he he'd only been known for uh, Evil Dead – uh, which obviously is not a big blockbuster movie like Spider-Man was being set up to be. So, you know, interesting pick. But uh, really, it's because uh, he had a huge comic collection, right? Yeah, he was a nerd. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, that's why he ended up uh, taking it. Uh you know, you have James Franco, Toby Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Willem Dafoe. Nah, that's not a web Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting webs on the city myself, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, you got to have a little bit of fun. <laughs> um, fun. If we're talking about fun, fun fact: uh, Willem Dafoe is hung. <laughs> Watch the movie. Uh, uh, fuck, what was it called? Antichrist, I believe. Um, yeah, find that with Willem Dafoe. You, you get to see a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's. Uh... <laughs> it's a horror movie. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Okay, let's uh, let's film the faux penis more. Uh, Spider Man. 
I'm sorry. There, was, there were a lot of jokes. That's happening. definitely a new sentence. That's a new sentence that's never been said before ever in the history of mankind, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, – I don't hate this movie, so, you know, I don't have any bad things to say on it. Um, originally, it wasn't even Sam Raimi. Um, it was James Cameron in the 90s wanted to do it. So uh, you could uh, probably imagine how that would have gone. Near, far, wherever you are. You know, because uh, I think it was right after Titanic. Yeah, I guess it would be, wouldn't it? Shit, I always forget. Titanic came on the nineties, so yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's why they were gonna pick. I guess uh, I'm gonna assume that's why they were picking him for it, uh, is because of that. Uh, but yeah, he started writing in the nineties. Uh, there were some things I actually kept from it, uh, which happens from time to time when you switch directors, but uh, it doesn't happen as often as you would as you would like it to. Uh, but he's the one that came up with the organic webs, uh, and I, I told this to some people, and uh, they didn't know how to feel about it. Uh, originally, it wasn't even Toby McGuire on it. Uh, when James Garman had a hold of it, he either wanted Leonardo DiCaprio or Heath Ledger for Spider-Man. I'm, he was going to go with Leo again. Hmm. Or we were going to get Heath Ledger, so he would have been Spider-Man instead of the Joker. That would have been interesting for sure. It would have been. Um, and he also wanted Electra and Doc Ock instead of uh, what they went with, which was Green Goblin. You know, and I, I'm very glad they went with Green Goblin because uh, Gabby's such an iconic villain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's good. Green Goblin to Spider-Man is what Joker is to Batman overall. Like, there's, there's no denying it. Like, you think of Spider-Man, nine times out of ten, you're thinking Green Goblin. Um, and the William Defoe, he acted it more like, uh, oh, fuck, uh, like the Joker from the, the 89 Joker. Dude, he chewed that fucking scenery, though. He did. He did really, really, really well. Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't hate the casting in it, you know? Because Willem Dafoe, he did great as the Green Goblin. Uh, Tobey Maguire is not my favorite Spider-Man, I will admit. I don't really like him as Spider-Man, but I guess there's nothing you can really do about that. But fun- you know, he was an okay Spider-Man, but he was a great Peter Parker. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um... But I don't know. I'm a, I'm on the fence with Tobey Maguire. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about him. But uh, fun fact to lighten this up: uh, Doc Ock was going to be played by Arnie. Yeah, yeah. The I am the Doc the octopus. I guess I need a helping hand. Uh, basically, <laughs> basic. It sounds like it really sounds like Cameron watched um, Batman and Robin. And decided that's what Spider-Man needed to be. Like that's where Spider-Man needed to go. Over the man, that would have killed the whole thing before he even started. It would have. It would have been dead. There would have. There wouldn't have been any Spider-Man ever. That would have killed it forever. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? Spider nipples. <laughs> 
thing sounds like he just watched Batman Robin was like, that's what this Spider-Man needs to be. But Cameron would have added the bat nipples on his Spider-Man. It would, have, it would make the upside down kiss way more interesting. <laughs> Oh, just, just lick each other's nipples instead. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember much from that. From like, well, yeah, but I was watching it for the first time. But as a young man going through puberty, I remember that kiss scene really well, and not for the kiss. <clears throat> oh, anybody that watched that, come on, Kirsten Dunn's nipples were just showing through. There was cold water everywhere. It just draws the attention yeah. out of that scene. But what I, I think it would have been hilarious to see. <laughs> I kind of want to see that now. I want to see a Batman and Robin version of Spider-Man. Uh, I just want to see what somebody would do with it. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, I don't think it turned out too bad. Uh, Sam Raimi took over and, you know, he changed it. Uh, he thought having two villains off the bat like that would be confusing, so he focused on the Green Goblin and Harry and Spidey, all that stuff. Uh, which overall, I think that made it turn out better. Yeah. And let's not forget that this movie laid the groundwork for basically every other Spider-Man movie with one simple line. With great power comes great responsibility, Peter. Like... Yeah, exactly. See, I didn't even we didn't even talk about which line. And yet you knew immediately. You have to know. You have to know. It is so that was so cemented onto Spider-Man that it just it stuck around. It was a great it was a great decision to have that in there. Yeah. Like nobody was so it was because it's so sacred, but for that movie it was perfect. Yeah, it was like the one thing that forever it became basically the whole overlying theme of the of the whole movie of the whole uh, Raimi trilogy. That is true. That's what defined it. And I do also have a little something from that movie. also cemented into my brain as a kid whenever i saw spider-man from then on all i could think of is the violin shit they had for it yeah it makes you think of a uh, spider crawling across web it does i that's another thing with like these movies i think the way they did that with all of all three of these movies i think that's what defined them more too uh because it was a nice fit it, it did seem like you know, spider crawling on a web, blah, blah, blah. If you really think about it, it fit. Yeah, it was the subtlety. <sighs> yeah, it wasn't in your face, which is something else we'll talk about in <laughs> one of the later movies, and it was more in your face with you know what it is, but it... <sighs> I don't hate it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <clears throat> another thing was uh, people hated the Green Goblin outfit. They hated the whole like armor helmet thing that they did with it. Uh, but I found out today 
uh, double checking and looking into things, uh, they actually had an animatronic goblin mask. And it looked... Oh, yeah, they did. It looked like Green Goblin straight out of the comic. And it was fucking amazing. And and, and they have test footage of it, so you know that somebody was going to use it, but they never did. And I'm like, why didn't you use it? That would have been great. People would have liked that better than what you did with it. Even though the movie overall isn't bad for comic accuracy, I think that would have helped it just a little bit with people. Now, I can see why they did it. It's just because, like, oh, why does he become a goblin? Well, well, it's a formula that does it. Well, why? Like, it, it was still very early in the comic book era of movies. So they're like, true. okay, we got to do some realism. That is true. Which brings me to another thing. Uh, the only movies that had been out before it were Blade, which I know not, not everybody likes. I still like the first Blade movie. I think it was a cool take on a comic movie because nobody else has really gone in a good way to do like the horror aspect to some comics. <clears throat> Venom. <clears throat> um, so Blade had come out and then they also had X-Men. Uh, which fun fact with X-Men, this was going to be in the same exact universe. But when Sammy, uh, when Raimi took over, it got bought up by Sony after Cameron had stepped out and Fox owned X-Men. So Hugh Jackman was flown out to New York City to do a cameo, but Fox wouldn't give him the suit, so uh, that all got scrapped. Man, it's such a good thing that they realized they don't need a suit. Yeah, you know, if somebody would have just realized that earlier on. But at the same time, to be fair, both of those movies, both of those trilogies went up in a garbage fire of terribleness. <laughs> Yeah. On one hand, you're like, would did it did it save either of them to not do it? And then on the other hand, I'm like, or would they have both just ended terribly anyway? But it would have been more interesting in both of them to have done that. I mean, I think it would have been more iconic for sure. See, I think it would have been cool because you could have been they could have done the storyline of like. Spider-Man becomes a giant spider. They could have gone that route because X-Men were involved in that of like, well, you're technically mutating and you need help from us kind of thing. I think that could have been done coolly. Um, But then again, the people that were helming it all together didn't really seem to give a shit by the end of it. So probably wouldn't have turned out okay. (laughs) Probably would have been terrible anyway. You know what? I'm willing to bet they fired the person who said no. Like, as soon as the MCU happened, they just straight up fired <laughs> that guy. <laughs> like, the Incredible Hole came out, they're like, oh, look, they're doing a connected universe. <laughs> eh, probably won't do too well. Uh, uh, the first Avenger movie comes out. <laughs> hey, Bob, uh, you're the guy that uh, turned down that merger with uh, the whole Fox and Sony thing back then, right? Yeah, you know, I pitched to the boss, and they were just like, no, we're not going that route. So, you know, couldn't do it. Yeah, well, uh, came from high up, you're fired. Uh, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. He, he, that, whoever it was, he made it at least until the first Avengers movie came out. And then it was, he then, was done for. So. Yeah, as soon as that movie broke records, it was like, nah, okay. <coughs> uh, so, yeah, that was a thing. 
Um, I guess it wasn't all bad, though. It was uh, the first time the Marvel logo, as we know it now, was ever really used. No one had done a Marvel logo in the movie before. Um, and it could have been way worse. Do you want to know how it could have been worse? Oh, yeah, tell me. I'm assuming you're talking about like one of the what worst it? directors of all time. <laughs> uh, you know, if Shyamalan had been given these, I could, I can already see what his twist would have been. <laughs> it wasn't actually a spider. It was a beetle. <laughs> It just turns into a Blue Beetle movie. <laughs> uh, but no, like, Shamlon was supposed to do it. Uh, I mean, yeah, the third movie was bad. But if Shamlon had done any of these, I think they would have all turned out much worse. It just, just yeah, this one, my opinion. I think, uh, like, two th- early 2000, Shamlon was when he started to drop down. I could be wrong. I don't have uh, his IMDb page. You've seen Glass, right? I have not. Mm. Oh. Well, let me just say, I'm sorry, but if he had done Spider-Man, it would have been Unbreakable, Split, and Glass, but with the Spider-Man movies. I, I think it's exactly what he would have done with it. I watched Glass just recently because I had not heard good things about it, so I put it off, finally watched it. Not impressed. I didn't like it either. Mm-hmm. I won't say anything more. I'll just say I I liked almost... I, I liked about 80% of that movie. Oh, okay. But I didn't like it enough to where I'd say I'd watch it again. <laughs> God damn it, Shadow. <laughs> That's all. I all right. Uh, Back to Spider-Man. Yeah, but if he had done it, that would have been Spider-Man turnout. Yeah. And let's also not forget one of the greatest things this movie also brought to us. What is that? J.K.A. Simmons as J. Jonah James. Oh, that's right. We've brought this on before. Oh, God, that's right. And I... And I will fucking bring it up every time we talk about Spider-Man. I will bring up J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. He every time he lived that role. He was perfect. Yeah, Simmons. Yeah, yeah. The yeah Jameson for these you couldn't have picked better. And it was the only time they ever used Jameson, and I'm glad because no one could have outdone that. No, he was great. He was especially the. I, I love the part in the movie where Goblin like attacks. The Daily Bugle is like, oh, who who takes the pictures of Spider-Man? Oh, take the pictures of Spider-Man. And he straight up goes like, oh, we don't know. They're anonymous. He straight up wasn't going to sell out Peter Parker, even though he's an asshole to him for the rest of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Which is, like, I, 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 I can't hate it. Uh, now, where do you feel about the first movie before we go on to the second here? Where Where, where do I feel about ranking it? Yes, how do you how do you feel overall with the first Spider-Man movie? Well, I love it, honestly. So d- put down your pitchforks and all that. It's not a bad movie. It's a really good movie. It is fifth 
out of eight. You know what? I'm going to write, hang on a second. I'm readjusting. <laughs> I will duck anything you throw at me. All right. So what are you ranking it? Uh, five. Okay. So. So you're ranking it at five. I am. Not because it's bad, but I think other movies are better. All right. So five out of eight. Not bad. Um, I'm going to have to put this at uh, Far From Home's not out yet. So that one I can't give a ranking to make it an even to, to make it an uneven nine. Uh, so for this one, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to give it, I'm going to make it number two out of eight for right now. And let's go. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's where that one's going to be. Um, so moving down the line, we, then we have, uh, Spider-Man two, uh, which is again, Tobey Maguire. And what year did this one come out? Isn't it? Uh, 2004. So yeah. Okay. All right. So I am, I am thinking clearly then, um, maybe let's not take it too far ahead for ourselves. I'm fine. Today. Um, <laughs> so we have Spider-Man two. Um, you know, I'll let you take it up because I think you have a higher opinion on this one than uh, than I do. I do. Uh, then I should also probably take over three because, yeah, you'll be shocked. Um, this one was good. It was a great follow-up to uh, the first Spider-Man movie. Like, the first one was, you know, with great power is great responsibility. This one is, what does it mean to be a hero? And, uh, you know, we got Tobey Maguire now doing really good. He's trying to balance being Spider-Man and being Peter Parker. We have Alfred Molina. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. That's Dr. Otto Octavius. Doc Ock. Great villain. Fucking. Though I do. my One of my problems with Otto Octavius is like. I love it. Great character. Why the fuck did he attach his spine permanently to these robotic things that he needs an inhibitor chip so it doesn't control him? What's your opinion on that? I mean, I get it. Um, Okay, you know what? I take that back. I don't get why he fuses it to himself. (laughs) Because... In any other circumstance, he just, it's a, an apparatus that he can just use, and it's fine. But this one, they, they go with this whole, like, it drills right into my spine. It feels great. I can use it all the time. This little chip here, that'll make sure it doesn't take over my brain, Peter. I'll be fine. Of course, it's not fucking fine. It's a goddamn comic book movie. He basically fucking dies. The chip goes haywire. This, this thing is just fucking drilled into his spine. He can't get the damn thing off. So you know it's gonna go. Yeah, like I don't understand that. I don't get why they did. If it had been the incident that fused it to his spine, I would have accepted that. I'd be like, okay, he got burned or something like that. Like, okay, it's got fused in. And then the proceeding fucking out of left field fucking horror movie this turns into when the (laughs) arms just murder all the surgeons. 
Are you kidding me? I, that was one of my favorite parts of this movie. The evil is because it makes that's me a, think of Evil that's Dead. The thing I love that scene too, but it's so out of line. It's a fucking Spider-Man movie. <laughs> and like, it turns I don't get a like fucking horror movie. <laughs> like, I can understand. Like, oh well, yeah, we're gonna give this the arms AI so it can uh, think on its own, so I don't have to focus all the time. But if I'm going to be like grabbing the sun with the power of the sun in the palm of my hands with my bare hands, I'm going to be focusing really fucking hard on my hands. Yeah. So I don't think I need an AI robot. See, this is something I got into a topic a long time ago with some people. Um, that Doc Ock taking punches the way he did in this movie makes absolutely no fucking sense. You've got a super strong superhero punching just a normal fucking dude. He has nothing special happen to him. He is a normal fucking dude who just has robotic arms. So getting hit in the face, like, his face should be broken, and he should be knocked the fuck out. <laughs> like, he should not be trading blows. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of people love this movie, and I'm one of them, but it does have its flaws. And, like, the reason why I really love this movie the train scene like that's probably my favorite maybe like tied with the logan final forest scene for my favorite movie moment uh, comic book movies moments of all time fair enough but like the logan one the reason why that one's one of my favorites is because it was built up after 10 years that's like this one had it it was two years This one has two years, no no build-up, and it's one of the best comic book scenes of all time, in my opinion. I can agree with that. And the fucking glass that kills Mrs. Octavius slices her in the that fucking shit. face. It's like, oh, Raimi, you're showing a little bit of your uh, true colors there. They just took... No, I'm... I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look this up. Okay, you look this up. I'll, I'll, I'll keep talking. You said, okay, so this came out in 2004. I have a, I have a theory. I swear to God, if, if I'm right about what I, how, I have, how I'm thinking this, that scene can suck my balls. All right. Another thing that I really like this movie is it sets up uh, Harry Osborn becoming a villain. It does, doesn't it? Like, oh, yeah, like, he... now hang on. With this, I have to say, the way they handled it felt like Anakin in the prequels. Spider Man killed my dad. I could never trust Spider Man. He must die. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole bag of potatoes uh, we're going to talk about uh, Spider-Man 3 because I have my opinions about that one. I think we all do. But I thought it was I thought it was good when he didn't know who Spider-Man was. Fucking God. Like, yeah, of course. I was, you got something? I have a theory. <laughs> Alright, let's hear your theory. <laughs> he stole that scene straight up. Um, out of Bride of Chucky. Because Bride of Chucky had a similar glass death scene. Really? 
I will. I am not ashamed to admit. I I've seen Bride of Chucky. I watched it a long time ago when I was younger. Uh, I don't care for it now, but I didn't mind it when I was a kid because I didn't know any. I didn't really know horror yet. I'm also. I am anatomically I am anatomically correct. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, doll should not be fucking. But anyway, getting back on this. <laughs> <Batman. laughs> Uh, there's a scene where they're in a hotel room and uh, she throws a champagne bottle into the top where there's a mirror over the waterbed and then it shatters and kills them and there's a part where they're like ah so I think Raimi just saw that it was like yeah I need to do this for my movie and he just did it with with that, and I just—that's just my opinion. I think he saw that movie and wanted to make that scene have more of a meaning, other than being a dumb horror movie, because he liked it for some reason. I don't know. I'm not a director. I'm not in Hollywood. I don't know how they think it off my back. I mean, I think it, he made it a really good scene. I mean, I remember that. That stuck with me as a child. It's not the only thing that stuck with you. I don't know if I should make an inappropriate joke or a Spider-Man related joke. So I'm going to say neither. <laughs> I'm going to take your pick. Roll the dice. Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, now, um, Spider-Man 2, I can't. I'm, it comes in at five out of eight for me. Five out of eight. Because I think it was too long. I've discussed this. I, I've talked about this with you before. I think it's too freaking long. When I watched Spider-Man 2, I hit a point where I think the movie should have been over by now, and it's not. I think they focus too much on the love triangle of the James Franco, Kirsten Dunst, and Tobey Maguire than they do just focusing on Spider-Man having to fucking fight Doc Ock and dealing with Harry on the side. Like, that I would have been fine with, but the love triangle is where I'm just like, come on, man. Like, I understand this movie I'm fine with. Like, because he, yeah, that, that's my only thing. Don't, I, I didn't like the focus on the love triangle. I get it got started in the first movie, but I don't think that's something that needed to continue. But cause, there's parts of it where I'm like, okay, like, Leading into the next movie where they break it off and whatever, I'm like, I'm fine with that. Like, they're starting to hit tension water because, you know, he's Spider-Man and he has to do this and that. And she's trying to do a thing. And, like, Harry's still there being Harry. And I think this one started where the third one got kind of just started dumb. I think this movie started it. <laughs> Oh, that's that's fair. But yeah, just just me personally, every time I watch it, I think it's too long. I always, every fucking time I'm there, and I think it's the end, and it's, and I remember it's not. Uh, but there are parts in this movie I do like. Um, the Stanley cameos always great, no matter what they are. I don't care. I just look for Stanley. I don't give a fuck. Um, you know, I guess one person can make a difference. Uh, the surgeon room I think that's one of my favorite scenes out of the whole fucking movie because it just turns into a horror movie out of of left fucking field it turns into a horror movie 
of the mechanical arms just taking these different things and murdering surgeons and blood going everywhere. Like it turns into a horror movie out of left field, and I I love it. Um, and of course, you know him stopping the train—that's an iconic Spider-Man scene. Just something to show, like he's a true hero and what he put himself in. Um, and I've heard it—I heard it said that uh, people really like the scene uh, when he's coming, when Doc Ock's coming in to fight Spider-Man after that. And he, the people are like, "You want to get Spider-Man? You got to get through us." <laughs> and he goes through them really quick. Yeah, <laughs> that scene there, I hear, I heard on. Uh, I've heard that, you know, that's another scene people like. Um, it's a great callback to the first movie when all everyone's throwing stuff at goblins. Like, oh, you gotta get through them. And they all stop goblins somehow. <laughs> it is like, I have machine guns in the air. But a bottle will stop me. <laughs> it is a good callback. Especially to just see these people just get fucked up by the dude with the arms. <laughs> You gotta get through us, okay? <laughs> just... uh, like at that point, what do you expect to happen? <laughs> I think they expected Green Goblin, where he was gonna run away. <laughs> um, all right, for uh, for me, uh, Raimi number two is actually third. Third. Yeah. Yeah, that's getting ranked pretty high for you. I love Raimi too. I mean, but there's, like I said, it's not a bad movie. I just think there's other movies that are better. True. I can't argue there. And then going into the fucking garbage fire that is the third Sam Raimi movie. I I can't. I can't with this one. I hate this movie so fucking much. All right, I will take the helm because I have some opinions about why this movie is secretly great. And this came out in uh, 06? 07. Oh, damn. They took, that, they took an extra year on this shit. <laughs> this shit. Well, got an extra year. Okay. Spider-Man 3. It's a bad movie. It's garbage. It's fucking oh, terrible. I will not argue that. It killed um for like 10 fucking there- years. This movie was so bad, nobody wanted to touch Venom. Yeah. And it's, it's the uh, studio's fault. They're like, you got to put in Venom. You got to put in Venom. See, like, I don't want to put in Venom. This is a prime example of the same thing that DC does to every fucking movie it's had. Where the studio, the, the, the whoever owns it is just like, no, this is what you're going to do. We want this in here and you're going to do it or we'll find somebody else. So Raimi did it, but he made a fucking terrible movie, and I don't know if he did it on purpose or if he really tried. I can't tell. (laughs) Um, Like, okay. Why I think this movie is secretly good. I mean, like I said, it's trash, but it's, like, good trash. Because, like, the movie theme is all about, like, vengeance and forgiveness and freedom. And, like, that's all I think about, like, because uh, originally it was just going to be Sandman. So I think the original plot with him being, like, the bad guy who killed uh, Uncle Ben, I think that was going to be the original thing. You know what? This was the original Martha. <laughs> this was the original Martha right here. Oh, ben I don't Parker. think it's that bad. Ben Parker? 
How do you know him? I'm the one who shot him, Peter. I, I was just trying to rob it with my friends, and, and he got the thing, and I shot him, and then I'm like, oh, no, and he put me in the car, and I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm dusting away. Uh, I don't feel so good. It is the original fucking Martha. Where it just um, fucking it gets brought up and then it stops everything and they make up and it's all fine and he goes away. Just uh, like Tom, Thomas Hayden Church, he he's a great actor. Like he killed the Sandman role. That's the thing. Like even with the bad ones, like even with Spider Man Three, I don't mind how Sandman was done. It's just the movie as a whole is a fucking garbage fire. Yeah, yeah, like. Uh, yeah, no, the movies are terrible, but hey, Sandman had his fucking goofy-ass shirt. That is true. At least they... At least there's Whoa, that. music. Um, <clears throat> but no. Like, uh, when oh, Sandman rebuilt himself, that was fucking amazing. Now, when, like, the black suit reveal was amazing. It black was. suit Spider-Man versus Sandman. That was amazing. Yep. Yeah. Like, it had all these amazing parts that just couldn't be held together. Um, one of my favorite parts of this movie is the church scene. That scene, overall, I did enjoy. I That was good straight out of the... Which, God, that's something with Raimi. Like, he takes a lot of the things he does straight out of the comics he had. So he knows how they're supposed to be. He knows how they're supposed to go. Yeah, like, but this is exactly what I have on my notes right here. God damn it! Like, it had so many good pieces that could have made this movie great, but, but it was they didn't. It's one of the things where I think it was rushed. No, I agree. I think it was too much uh, studio meddling, and that made it. It made it. Terrible. It made it so bad because they wanted Venom in there, and it's like I don't have anything written for Venom. And they're like, I don't care. I want the Venom in there. We're paying for it. They're putting the Venom in there. Yeah, Venom, Venom was fucking terrible. It was black suit yeah. Spider-Man with a sharp piranha mouth. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, he was way too skinny. Um, way too skinny, but way I too small. He had a Spider-Man suit, and that shouldn't have been a thing. It was bad casting over the role of Eddie Brock and Venom, and it was bad, bad CGI design for how Venom should look. Yeah, but I did like uh, how Spider-Man ended up beating him using his uh, thinker noggin with the pipes that he just puts all around him. And that's how the Tom Holland, who will, who will discuss by the end, that's how his Spider-Man is being made out to be. And that is one thing I, I like it when when that stuff happens, when you're true to how the character is, because Peter Parker thinks about how he's going to do things before just charging you. Yeah. Like, uh, with uh, Tobey Maguire, his Spider-Man is a brawler. Like, he hits you hard. Like, he's all about hitting you hard. So, it was nice to see him, like, not be able to physically outbeat him, but he had to think about it, like Peter Parker would do. That's true. I think that's where... And they were even planning a fourth movie. Thank, 
I, I kind of want to say thank God that didn't happen because he would, they were talks about Carnage as Jim Carrey as Carnage and just no, just no, just no. Um, or, and I think this is actually why they did this for the next Spider-Man, uh, Dr. Kurt Connors. Oh, that's right. They did have him in there and they had the Venom suit. He was going for the comic book way, which is Peter brings the symbiote and is like, hey, what is this? Doc, help me with a thingy. And then he analyzes it and he uses it to remake his arm and he turns into the lizard. That's the original story for that. So that's what he was going with. And they also yeah, had, like he had uh, a sample and everything. A little something I pointed out a while back. They had Mysterio in there the whole fucking time. Do you know... Oh, uh, Bruce Campbell? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say... Did you say, like, Bruce Campbell? Like I did say Bruce Campbell. Like, Evil Dead Bruce Campbell? Or, like, Campbell Soup Bruce Campbell? Like, Evil Dead. Groovy. Bruce Campbell is the finest man to grace a silver screen. All the other actors just the greatest noble scenes. The Oscars should award him for his wondrous career. Hold the town parade for him with each movie premiere. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. I went there. I couldn't help it. Okay. I feel like you used me for a joke. Because you clearly knew that I knew it was Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Campbell was in all three movies. All three times he was a different person, uh, a waiter. <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was uh, at the wrestling thing. Uh, he was the announcer there in the first movie. Second movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, second movie, he was the waiter. In the French restaurant. And then the third one, we had uh, him as the usher to the theater, which is where he drops the line that he is Mysterio. So fun. Oh, he straight up says that? He doesn't straight up say it, but it's... uh, If you look at the way his lines were written for the role, they were setting him up as Mysterio. Because, like, Peter goes to get in, and uh, he doesn't have a ticket, so Bruce Campbell stops him. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, did you, uh, the show's already started. And he's like, yeah, I know, I know, I, I got here late, my girlfriend's in it. He's like, no, that's, that's fine. But once the show starts, uh, I can't open up that door because uh, if I do, it'll break the illusion of the entire act. And it was that, uh, like, hinting at that he was Mysterio, and that's why you keep seeing this guy pop up as different people. Uh, that would make sense. So interesting. Yeah, and that was the thing for uh, the next, the fourth movie he was writing, and that it was going to be. Are you ready for this? I am ready. The Sinister Six. Ooh no! <laughs> they were going to bring back Green Goblin, Sandman, Mysterio, Venom. <sighs> Oh, Carnage. And I believe I heard at some point they were also talking about either Doc Ock or bringing in a new character again and using Vulture instead of Doc Ock. 
Well, I mean, they kind of killed. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So they were going to do just... That would have been a fucking shit show. (laughs) Like, okay, so Green Goblin? Yeah, he's back from the dead. Uh, Sandman? He figured himself out. He wants to be a bad guy. Uh, uh, Venom? He's back from the dead. And and, and, uh, here's Carnage and, and, and Mysterio. And here's another new guy, Vulture. Like, yeah. That was the gist of how they were going to do that fucking movie. So thank God they never made that. Like, thank God. Yes. Sometimes things die for the good good of everything. Oh, God, just the casting for it. Fucking Jim Carrey is carnage. That would have been so bad. I'm sorry. It would have been we could, bad. We could get John Malkovich as Vulture. Honestly, I want to say that was that was thought of. When I looked, uh, when I looked at this, I want to say he was at one point. I had heard he was in talks for that. When I was, yeah. So, I think it was between him I mean, and uh, oh god, I can't remember the other. There was him and somebody else they had talked about for that role, and it was like, I mean, the movie never got made. And I'm like, thank fucking god that movie never got made. That sounds fucking awful. <laughs> I mean, Mal- Malkovich is a fucking dead ringer for Adrian Toomes in the comic. I don't. I see. I like him as an actor in general, and I don't think he'd do bad as a villain because he he hasn't before. But just that movie itself would have been worse than three, so there would have been no oh, yeah. saving anything. But thank God that fell through, and just thank God. Um, so where do you rank it? I'm putting this at eight out of eight. Like fuck this movie. Ooh, eight out. Fuck this movie. I hope it burns in hell. This movie's. Just garbage, man. This movie was a total garbage fire. You know, I put this movie at a 6 out of 8. Ooh! There are two movies, and I have, you can probably guess which two I dislike even more. Oh, God. I, one of them is probably the one that I'm that's going to be tied for me, just because I hate both of them so much. <sighs> we'll find out. Well, speaking of movies... Uh, that are also garbage. Um, well, after Spider-Man Three failed hard, um, uh, I, don't, I don't have amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Yep, the first and but not the last time a Brit plays Spider-Man. That's true. That was the first time, huh? What year? And that one came out. We were so we were in high school, right? Uh, 2012 came out right at the end. Oh wow! Yeah, it came out right when we were graduating. That'll tell you how old we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're young. Um, so yeah, this movie. Man, I don't know what the fuck it's bad. <laughs> like the first Sam Raimi movie, it made like three million. 3 million or some shit in an opening weekend. Like it did great. And I can still go back and watch the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. And I still enjoy it, which is why I ranked it so high. Amazing Spider-Man. I've seen multiple times. It has not gotten better with each viewing. No, it doesn't age well. They made the fucking Spider-Man mean. And I fucking hate that. Not only that, you know what makes me, you know what ends up making you hate this movie 
anyway. Is it that has the same end plot as the TMNT, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, my Michael Bay movie? Yes! It has the same <laughs> fucking ending as Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Again, I just want to reiterate, we did not practice that. We did not talk about this beforehand. We both noticed. We both separately noticed that and hate that. We have both seen both of those movies and both of us have realized they're the same fucking ending. And I can't tell you which one's better because they're both garbage. Neither one's better because, yeah, they're both fucking terrible. The Michael Bay Ninja Turtles, if you haven't seen it, ended with Shredder just trying to spew out shit and, like, we're just gonna mutate and kill everyone. Like, and how do you think Amazing Spider Man ended with Lizard climbing up of a building? Yeah, putting Paul it, Peter Parker putting it the same shit that made him a lizard and just spewing it over the city. Because, you know, when I think of the lizard, he has the exact same motivations as Gorilla Grodd. Like no, he's he, no, he's not a tragic person who's trying to get the better and has a Jekyll and Hyde thing or Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. I think no, I think that pissed me off with this movie more than anything when it came to the villain is that Lizard has no, absolutely no redeeming quality. They just make him a straight fucking monster. <laughs> like he goes from the professor. To the lizard, and then there's no redemption for him. The lizard, as a villain, has redemption. He's constantly just like, I don't want to kill people, but like, I know if I turn into lizard, I'm lose control. I need you to help me. Blah, blah, blah. This one, they just go straight. He's an asshole. He's the lizard, and he wants everyone else to be as miserable as he is. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate this movie. Like, so- especially like, like, Dr. Connors knows that the lizard is an evil guy, but no, let's make him have one conscious. As long, if he's got the arm, he's fucking crazy. It, yeah, this movie was not good. The only thing I like about this movie that I don't mind watching the scene specifically is him breaking through the library, because it's a Stan Lee cameo, and it's hilarious. It's the oh, yeah, that, the fight in that entire fucking movie. The whole, the whole fight in the school... Um, I will say my other favorite scene is when uh, Lizard gets his arm for the first time when he wakes up and he's got that fucking cocoon on his arm. Like that's a cool scene. Okay, that one is, that one is pretty neat. Uh, the cocooned arm, I'll agree with you there. But the library scene is the only scene that I I truly love in that movie, and it's and it's <sighs> unaware Stan Lee, so great. It suffers from the same thing that Spider-Man 2 and 3 do, where it focuses too much on a lesser story of the overall picture, which with Amazing Spider-Man, they focus so much on his uncle's death. Fucking why? Even Which, the by the way, Spider-Man movie, he's like, okay, my uncle died. I hunt, he hunts the guy down. He takes care of it. And then he moves on. And he's like, okay, I need to be better. I need to be a hero. 
he doesn't do that in this movie. He just constantly fucking cries about like oh, my uncle died. You just you just reminded me by showing me the shirt. And I okay. can't be Spider Man. No, well, let me tell you something really fucking <laughs> stupid about how fucking Uncle Ben fucking died in this fucking movie. Uncle Ben sees a guy trip and drop a gun and it's like, oh, you know what? This is clearly a bad guy. I'm going to scream and get his attention instead of hiding. If it's a bad guy, run away from the man with the gun! <laughs> uh, I'd like to take the reins on this one for a second. <clears throat> Go ahead. La 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 la. <clears throat> Doing the happy dance. Doing the happy dance. <laughs> <sighs> He's got a gun, but he hasn't fired a shot. This is my chance for redemption in Peter's eyes. Hey, you crazy man with the gun. You can't use it if you're focused on me. I can howl and oh, oh, I should have run. I realized that I should have run. I don't know why I did that. Peter, with great power, something, something. And then Peter regrets that, like the whole fucking movie. The whole rest of the fucking movie. He's just like, oh, my uncle was trying to be a good guy and got killed in the city. I, I can't be Spider-Man. I can't. Like, fuck, grow up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Spider-Man. Be Spider-Man. Just, God damn it, man. Like, how did Sam and I hate that, that he, well? Like, I hate that he becomes Spider-Man. Like, Oh, he, why does Spider-Man wear a mask? Oh, because so people won't see his identity when he goes to beat people up because of someone who might be who want to kill his uncle. You see, now let's talk about the fucking turning of the cranes. If I wear the Spider-Man mask, then no one can come after my the rest of my family, and I can be Spider-Man. But I'm going to be just a total fucking dick bag to everyone that gets close to me because I can't have you getting close in secret, bro. Your dad's a cop, Gwen. I can't date you. Fuck out of here. But, Jared, you're forgetting. Seekers you don't keep are the best ones. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I just. <laughs> both of these movies. This one and the second one, like I can't do it. I fucking hate both of them, and I'm, I'm sorry to anyone that likes them. I can't. I'm not. I can't. Like I can't. I can't watch these movies. Like both of them. <sighs> Whoever wrote the story to these was a fucking idiot and didn't know anything about character arcs or building a character that you give a shit about. Because I didn't give any shits about this Spider-Man, like at all. Like Lizard could have no. bitten his head off and eaten him, and I would have, I would have cheered for Lizard to, to destroy the city. I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah, no, I agree. In fact, this I movie would felt would kill way more like a Lizard movie. <laughs> um, like fucking. How about the scene where Spider-Man can't web anywhere, so everyone turns the cranes. All the workers happen to be in their cranes and all turn to Spider-Man so he can swing to one building. Yeah, see, I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't talk about this movie anymore. I'm just going to keep yelling. That's, that's I can't. how I feel. Let's just move on to the next garbage fire that I, was even worse. Wait, wait, we have to rate this movie. <sighs> Do we have to? Seven out of eight. I give it a six because 
the the sequel that we're about to talk about i feel is even worse because there was so much potential that they threw in there that they shitted on not only in the movie but everything they were building up to and it pissed me off so much you know but you should be happy about the amazing spider-man 2 because uh peter parker just stopped caring about his uncle cold yeah, but that's not the way you need to, like, just fuck these people. Fuck <laughs> these people that were doing these. Fuck every last one of, fuck every last person that wrote the script and story for these movies, because they didn't give a shit about character. No, what they wanted to do, <laughs> and I have this on my notes, there was no theme to this movie. There was no coherent plot. There was just, like, oh, the MCU is doing their own universe. We should do our own. So we'll set up this Sinister Six. Yeah, so Spider-Man 2, what year did that one come out for The Amazing? Is that like uh, 2014. Yeah, 14. <sighs> Fuck this movie even harder than the first one. I'm sorry. Like... <laughs> you know, like I'm going to admit something. Even harder than the first movie. I've <laughs> seen this movie like Three or four times, just same, so I can get coherent. I don't remember it. I do remember it. It was burned in my brain. <laughs> I remember two things. It made but me I don't so remember mad. Remember the rest of it. Amazing Spider-Man Two made me so fucking mad. It, it's burned into my brain. So you have Jamie Fox, uh, Andrew Garfield again. And I don't know who the fuck played Green Goblin because I have only seen him in one other fucking movie, which was another movie that a movie that's very, very mixed with who liked and who didn't. But uh Chronicle? No, see I didn't see that one. Um no. Oh, he's great in Chronicle. Valerian. There we go. He plays the, the male lead in a Valerian. Oh yeah. Yeah, see, no, I, I haven't watched that. I hadn't seen him in anything other than than this movie, and this movie was so fucking terrible. I didn't really have a good going into seeing Valerian, so I'm I don't really care for it as much. I know some people that did, but I don't. Um, and I think that's part of the reason is that actor was killed for me with this movie. Um, he plays our Green Goblin. Uh, then Jake- I wouldn't call him Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is genetic disease goblin. <laughs> For real. He's an STD goblin. <laughs> yep. There we go. STD goblin. Syphilis goblin. <laughs> uh, and then you have your Gwen Stacy played by uh, uh, Emma Stone. Stone. Thank you. There's too many fucking Emmas. There's like three different Emmas and I always get confused of which one's fucking which. Stop naming... Famous people, just change your first name and I'm fine. But these, you're all fucking Emma. And I just, god damn it. No, but she's back. I fucking, I know, I'm going to reiterate. I despise this movie more than, more than the first Amazing Spider-Man. Fucking, they did not earn the death of Gwen Stacy. They did not earn that. No, they did not. By the way, you're forgetting one person, very important person. What's that? Alice Gay or Stishevich. 
ดีไรโนเอ๊ะโอเคไม่ดัดอินมีเวอร์ซูเปอร์แฮปปี้วันวีซอลเดอะทิงอบาวไรโนบีอินอะเมซิ่งสไปเดอร์แมนทูแต่
And then on top of every fucking thing else. Do you know what we got on top of that? Uh, a failed orgasm. You get the death of Gwen Stacy, which let me remind you, they have not earned. They did not earn the right to kill Gwen. And second, she didn't fall. They didn't throw off a bridge. They just threw her down a fucking bell tower and she smacks her fucking head off. I'm sorry to laugh on this, but they're like, oh, she broke her neck. Oh, Gwen State. Like, shoot, dude, she didn't break her neck. Like, no, fucking blind. She hit the fucking concrete. She did not break her neck. Yeah, her brain is a pudding. <laughs> yeah, like, like you, you could pick up the rest of Gwen off the floor. Like, it was bad. You, you could, if you put Gwen's head to the side, her brain would just drain out. That's what happened to her. And my, and my problem with that is, like, that takes away all of the levity that Gwen Stacy's death had in the comics. Because in the comics, yeah, Spider Man killed him. Yeah, she's thrown off the bridge because Gwen Stacy is with Peter Parker. And Green Goblin comes back, Norman Osborn, and figures out that he's Peter Parker. So he's like, okay, well, you have a choice. You can either stop me and throw Gwen off the bridge. And it's like, or you can save the girl that you love. Like, it's your choice, but I'm going to fly the fuck out of here. And then Gwen dies, tries to save her. And it had an emotional impact because it's like he's trying to do the right thing by saving her, but he snaps her neck just out of pure momentum and Green Goblin gets away and it like sends him down a dark path. This one didn't fucking do that. It's just like, oh, you like this girl at one point? Huh? Well, fuck you, Peter. And then throws her down a bell tower and then she dies. And then he has a whole emotional, oh, but I loved you. Like he's been fucking dick to her like the whole movie. Like how am I supposed to feel sad for her? You fucking did it yourself in my opinion. Like and, she was probably and can I say herself by how mean you were being. So I mean, no, <laughs> like, no. Can I, can I fucking say, I think it's stupid. Like I, I don't remember much. The fucking web turns into a hand. <sighs> like, we get it. it. He's trying it to does. save her. The web he shoots, it does. It turns into a little hand of little fingers grabbing her grabbing her leg. But, oh, no, she hit the floor. She's dead. Yeah, no, just fuck that scene. Fuck this movie. And then to add insult to injury, they did the Sinister Six thing at the bottom of Oscorp where they have all, like, the Doc Ock arms, the Vulture suit, the Rhino suit, and a Shocker suit. Like, all this cool shit. And you're like... Oh man, Sinister Six, like cool, but it doesn't fucking matter because the movie's so te- it's so fucking bad that it was never gonna happen. So that was just a cock tease. And then on top of that, do you, do do you remember how they fucking ended this goddamn garbage fire? Oh yeah, Rhino. Yeah, they and bring the Rhino kid. back in a Rhino suit. Finally, like like a really cool looking Rhino suit. And it ends with him th- webbing a fucking sewer grate and throwing it in his horn. And then they ended the movie. They end the movie on what could have been the coolest fight of the whole movie. Something to at least give it some kind of redemption. And they ended it. And you know what pisses me off even more about that? I hate with this one. Fucking, he opens up the mat. He opens up the rhino suit to gloat. There are cops with guns pointed at him. Fucking, I don't Shoot. understand that. Man. It's like Venom pulling back the Venom face to show his own face and talk to Spider-Man. Like, 
just leave the rhino suit down. You're getting shot at. Like, you're fine. We know who you are. We saw you at the beginning. It's fine. It's fine. God, I hope this movie burns in hell. This movie's, this one's worse than the first one, which was, that's an accomplishment because the first one wasn't very good. There was a lot of room to improve and they did not. They took the opposite of any advice anyone gave them. But, you know. Oh, God, fuck this movie. This movie did give us one good thing. What is that? Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, you know, Homecoming, yes. We're going to get into a movie that I do like. Um, I just want to backtrack to Spider-Man 3 real quick. There is one good thing that we got out of a terrible thing with Spider-Man 3. And what is that? Bully Maguire. Don't get me wrong. Emo Peter Parker was fucking terrible in Spider-Man 3. But the memes and different fucking hilarious jokes we've got out of that mean Peter Parker, that is the only good thing that came out of Spider-Man 3. And Amazing Spider-Man 2 didn't give a shit. There was nothing salvageable out of that. Other than it led yeah. to Homecoming. Like, uh, Spider-Man 3, they knew it was camp. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, like, people in, in, the, in the movie universe, they loved emo Peter Parker. They're like, oh, my God, he's so cool. It's just, it's just fun to use him on just random shit. Like, just, it, it really is. Like, <laughs> Have you seen the video of that scene without music? Yes, yes, where he's dancing down the street. He's just, he's just laughing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and shout out to uh, the YouTube channel Aldo Jones because when uh, <laughs> when Infinity War and Endgame were coming, <laughs> when Endgame was coming out, he did one of his weird trailers. And they had they had Captain America sitting with like a tear coming down his face, you know, like talking about all the friends that you know, whatever in Infinity War. And then it just has Bully Maguire show up and just be like, Oh, you gonna cry about it? <laughs> friends <laughs> You'll get your rent when you fix this damn door. <laughs> That's the only thing. But that's the thing with Amazing Spider-Man 2. There's none of that. There's nothing in here that I have for meme-worthy other than scrape the rest of Gwen Stacy off the floor. (laughs) (sighs) Other than that, this movie was just bad. Like, there was nothing good in it. Get an S fucking Green Goblin, a rhino that left so much to be wanted and they didn't use an electro nice was a confused nice guy electro <coughs> he was like electro no no know. no Jared. a nice guy my lady that's what i mean okay moving on <laughs> fuck this movie again for the 80th time just don't watch it it's bad they didn't know you could is it bad. You could tell with both Amazing Spider-Man one and two that it was just Sony trying to keep the license, and they needed to push something out, much like they did with the Fantastic Four. It's just, bad for stick. 
just something to push out to keep the label, and that's all they gave a shit about. Yeah. But then we did so, get... But actually, you know, technically, we didn't get Homecoming first, if you want to be technical. No, we got Civil War. It's true. Technically speaking... Which a little... Yeah. Little sidebar. Shit. Sorry, I dropped my microphone. Um, <clears throat> when I went to go see Civil War in theaters, um, and, you know, they had that big white letters for every location, and then Tony's like, like, I oh, I got a guy. And then Queens came up. The noise I made was not human. Was it like that? Was that the noise you made? No, it was like... <laughs> Your famous like, screech. <laughs> it was high-pitched. It was squeaky. And people <laughs> turned. <laughs> Because it was like within like opening weekend, so Spider Man. It was going to be the first time that we get to see what they were doing with Spider Man for the MCU, who had been doing. The MCU is doing fucking great. They're still doing great. They had been doing great. So when Civil War comes out, and you and you see that, and you're like, you had heard about Spider Man, and you're like, oh my god, this is it. This is our introduction. And there's just this geeky looking fucking kid that comes home, and you're like, who the fuck is this? And then it, and then you see Tony, and it's like, "Hey, Peter!" And you're like, "This is it. This is our Peter Parker." And I love Civil War into Homecoming because we don't get an origin story. They don't beat a dead horse. Yeah, and I have to say, though it's no uh, great power comes great responsibility. But when uh, Peter Parker said, "When you have," power and bad things happen they happen because of you like that is spider-man right there that is the peter parker spider-man combination i've been waiting for that is comic spider-man right there and you know what else we got with the homecoming uh probably an actual good spider-man accurate theme song that they did yeah, it was it, it was just a blunt in your face. Like you already know it's a Spider-Man theme song, but we're not going to use any words. Still, like listen to that. You still know what it is. I love it. And look, the high school and like because he's a kid in high school. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and I fucking like when that came on. People in the theater were singing the Spider-Man theme. Like Marvel knew what they were doing. Oh, Marvel knew. Marvel knew. And Tom Holland is probably my favorite. I I think over, I know uh, there's a person I work with. Uh, I'm going to shout him out here. Sean Muma. Yeah, fuck you, Muma. Fuck you, Muma. He, uh, he hates <laughs> Tom Holland. He's like, I like him when okay. he's in an Avengers what? movie and when he's with the group. But by himself, I don't really care for him. Like he just does, he doesn't like him by himself, so he won't watch Spider Man or Far From Home. Well, Mubo can go fuck himself. Yeah, for real. Like he's he's the most he is the best Spider Man we're gonna get because he thinks everything through. He's very very smart. He doesn't just go in 
and start whooping ass when it's something like when he first fights Vulture in homecoming here, he doesn't just like head on, like, I'm just going to whoop this guy. Like, no, he, if you watch that, he really is trying to think like, what can I do against this? Like, I've never fought a dude like this before. Like, how am I going to get out of this? And that is the Spider-Man you need because Peter Parker is very thoughty. He's very like thinking (laughs) thoughts. <laughs> but he is. That's just who he is. He thinks about the situation before he heads in. That's why, like, comic Spider-Man has eight million different suits because each one is for a different villain that he needs it for. Yeah. And this was I fucking this movie so good is I and can we talk about the best part about this whole movie? It depends on what what do you think the best part is. Michael Keaton. Okay, Michael Keaton as Vulture was that was priceless. That was a great choice. Like the dude played Batman and just has always been like, no, I am Batman kind of thing. And then you cast him as the Vulture and he does amazing with it. He's intimidating, he's scary, and he has that like smart guy side to it of like, I'm gonna outthink you, kid. Like no matter what you do, I'm gonna outthink you. Like I've been doing this for a long time. Like the whole car ride to homecoming when he's like slowly figuring out to the dance. I fucking love that scene. Just him turning around with the gun and just being like, does she know? Does she know who you are? Well, I fucking know who you are. So you can make a choice. Either you can be Spider-Man and you can come stop me or you can go to the dance with my daughter and you forget that we ever met outside of this car. Or I'll fucking kill you and everyone you've ever loved, kid. And it's like, oh my god, that is the kind of villain. This is the villain that you need for your first Spider-Man on his own. He's not a kid with all these other big heroes like Cap. He's on his own. And the reality of being a hero gets set real fucking hard for him real quick. Yeah. And it everything about the whole like villain squad with uh, the shocker, the thinker yes like okay you have the thinker which is just the nerdy dude that like is always by himself you know like like you know like you leave the lab for an hour and he's just in the corner jerking off because he thinks no one's coming back that's who the thinker is (laughs) yo i didn't know anybody was coming back oh no like that's that's who he is and that's who he's in the comics too he's just this weird little fucking dude that knows how to make stuff and him and the vulture are making the suits. Yeah, they have the shocker in there, you know, using the the concussive airwaves and like just which God are fucking I, crossbones, I, fucking fists. That I did not. Backing up to Civil War, I did not like that about crossbones. It didn't need that. It didn't need that. You didn't need the shocker fists. You didn't. You didn't need it. Well, I think what happened is a tie-in to Homecoming. I think the reason why they made it that, but they made it their own with the whole concussive thing added on later. That's true. But I thought, I just loved everything about the whole, like, they're scavengers, they're rebuilding things. See, that's the thing, where Homecoming changed it up for a villain. Vulture and Shocker, all the guys in Homecoming, you can... You wanted them if to win. If you're an average working everyday person, 
you can relate to Vulture and them. Like they got paid by the city to clean up all the mess from the first Avengers movie. And then shield comes in and tells him to fuck off and is like, okay, well, you know, take it up with our boss. Like, who's your boss? Like, Oh, well, we're not allowed to tell you that. So like, go fuck yourself. And he, they lose all the money from cleaning up. So he just, they just turn to stealing it and using it to make their own shit to make ends meet because they just lost millions of dollars working all these different sites and they can't use any of the money or get any money. So you end up feeling bad for them. You understand where they're coming from. They're not just bad to be bad. Yeah. Like it's a great motivation. I would say, I don't know between him and Thanos. I don't have a favorite villain because both of them are so perfect. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, no, he's not comic book accurate, but they made him his own, which made him better. One of the other scenes I would say was one of my favorites. Uh, You know, actually, first, I'll give an honorable mention scene uh, where he's trapped under the rubble and he has to, like, pick his way. Oh, that would come on Spider-Man. That's not an honorable mention. That's a fucking great scene. Fuck you. (laughs) It's not the scene I was going to pick, but that one is also in there. Uh, for a great scene because that is straight out of the comic book when because that happens in the comic he gets pinned under a whole bunch of shit and he's like i don't think i can pick this up and then he has to rely he has to pretty much remember like you're the hero you're the one who has to do this no one is going to help you but yourself and he has like that realization moment (laughs) like i have to be this person come on spider-man but the uh, the scene i was going to mention is the tony stark scene like come on if you're nothing without the suit you shouldn't have it exactly just like pulling him out of there and like having that moment of like well you're not really here it's just the suit and then you know the thing of like this is how i had to learn it kid like i know i'm who i am without the iron man suit so if you can't be who you are without the spider-man suit then you don't get to have it and then that leads down the whole path of him really becoming a hero and not just relying on his powers, but like realizing he has to be that person in order to use it. And I love it. I fucking love this movie. It was so well done. And I am so excited to see where far from home goes now. Like I I really want to see how Spider-Man develops now because he just, God, I love this one. And you know what this movie did great that uh, amazing Spider-Man failed at setting up Sinister Six. Setting up Sinister Six because they don't kill the villains. Even, okay, I did find a problem. I I, I actually did watch this one not that long ago. Scorpion should be dead. Matt Gargan. He got hit by that fucking car on the ferry in the water. He should technically be dead. (laughs) I was watching that. At the end of the movie, when, when Vulture gets put in prison, he runs into Matt Gargan again. He's like, hey, man, I got some friends who would like to teach him a lesson. I heard you know who he is. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. No, Matt Gargan. If I knew who he was. Matt Gargan should technically be dead. He got hit by a fucking car and then thrown off the ferry that way when he was hanging on by his hand. So, <laughs> like, he should I mean, technically be dead or peril. Maybe he really hates Spider-Man because of that. See, but that brings up another point. I'm really curious. Scorpion's in there. How does he get a suit? I God, I, there's so much with the next movie and like the way they're building this. God, there's so much I want to know. 
There is, but but you'll find out at least uh, as soon as July 2nd. Uh, sure, that's why we are doing this here, because it, it is coming, so we decided to do some Spider-Man stuff. Um, eight days. Now, with Homecoming, where do you put it out of the eight? A homecom- homecoming is number two for me. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to put it at number one for myself. I'm sorry. I have to. I haven't seen far. No, no apologies. I'm, I'm putting it at number one. About to say, if, if our listeners know Spider-Man movies, they're, they're probably figured out by now with only two left. And we're probably going to talk about the one that uh, lasts just because uh, chronologically. But there's only one that really tops it for me. True. I, I think I'm pretty sure I already know what one you're going to pick. Um, but just rounding off on Homecoming there, um, it was just a really well done Spider-Man movie. As a first movie, setting him up to start being a hero without going through his origin again for a third time. Like, they have their references to it, like, oh, what would your uncle do, whatever. But they don't bring it up. They're not like, well, your uncle got shot, so you should, or... They don't mention any of that. There's just little subtle things about like your uncle Ben this or your uncle that, but they don't bring up his death or any of that shit. They're just like, they stated right out of the gate. They're like, it's been done twice. There's those you can watch, or there's a whole bunch of comics that have done it a hundred times. So go see or read one of those. Now, my, my, my one thing I want far from home. I want to see uncle Ben like as a flashback. But only if it's Tobey Maguire. You're one of those people that want Tobey Maguire. <laughs> God damn it. You're... I want Tobey Maguire. God damn it. You know what? You know what? I'm not even going to acknowledge that. Let's move on. What do you have next? <laughs> well, the next movie, which came out uh, the next year, actually came out last year, um, is not a Spider-Man movie. It is the only one on here that actually doesn't have any Spider-Man in it. Wait, what? Yeah, Venom. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about the Spider-Man movies without talking about Venom, like one of the most iconic Spider-Mans. Wait, villains. Venom. What? Venom. I liked Venom. I don't think I love it, love it. But I do I do like it enough to where I don't hate it at all. Um, it would be... I'm going to have to say it's it's got to be in my top... At least top three, I think, for me. Yeah. With Venom, I, I definitely love it. Or no. No, Venom... Ugh, hang on a second. All right, well, well, while you think about that, I will I have to put, explain why my top four, because the other one we're going to talk about, I think I like more. Yeah. But I didn't hate it. I do like it. Definitely better than Spider-Man 3, because fuck that movie. Oh, definitely. I liked how they, like, the fact that they were able to do a Venom story without Spider-Man and still make it make sense. 
yeah. Like, I love that about it. I, there are a lot of great scenes. Tom Hardy. Oh, my God. I love Tom Hardy in this movie. Tom Hardy, I like as an, as an actor itself. And I think he did extremely well doing the Jekyll and Hyde mentality that Venom has of Eddie trying yeah. to communicate with Venom all the time. Yeah. Like, he did a fucking amazing my favorite thing about him was he wasn't like a, a deified hero where people were like, oh yeah, let's have a shirtless sexy scene. No, there's a fucking scene in there where he eats lobster out of a tank. I looked up the just a bunch of stuff like Sam I didn't hear a word you just said. I looked up the Venom motion picture and it's just basically a whole bunch of like Sam Raimi style kind of thing. Yeah. By the way, did you know that the uh, lobster tank scene? (laughs) What? You know that. You know the lobster tank scene from Venom, right? Yeah. Did you know that that was uh, Tom Hardy's idea? Was it really? He came up. Yeah, he walked in. He walked in on set. He saw that tank. He's like, I'm getting in that tank. Huh. Well, good on him. I I think that fit really well with with the overall. The way they ended that movie, I think that scene made it. Huh. Well, I'm glad he did. I like that scene. Um, yeah. Yeah, this movie, I don't... I don't hate... The only thing I don't like about it, I think it suffers from the same thing that the Godzilla movies do, where they make thing, they made things too dark. And I don't mean too dark as, like, too many F-bombs or, like, blood and gore, but, like, it's just too fucking dark. Like, physically dark. Yeah, there, there were scenes in that where I'm like, I can't tell who's fighting who, because it's it's literally just fucking dark. It looks like someone didn't take a lens cap off. Like, I can't see shit, but it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> when evil Elon Musk and Riot fought uh, Venom, it was very dark to see. Luckily, I saw it in theaters, and it was properly lit and all that, so it was actually okay. See, I th- I saw it in theaters too, but there were still parts of it where I'm like, man, that's just a really fucking dark scene for... Cause my- Okay, my dad had gone to see it before me, and he had told me, like, it was good. I, like, I really liked it, but it gets really dark. And I'm like, and I thought he meant dark as in, like, horror movie, because he's a big horror fan. But no, he was right. It's just horrible lighting in some of the scenes that they have. And I don't know if they're trying to hide bad CGI or if they just really didn't think it through with a black-suited character. I don't know. But overall, what I, I I do like this movie. I even like She-Venom. They had She-Venom. Like, yeah, they had She-Venom. It's a start. Yeah. And, like, the fact that this movie is rated PG-13, and yet it felt like a soft R. Like, you could add, like, two or three things, and that would become an R-rated movie. Yeah, and that was one thing watching it when it came, when when Hardy came out and was like, yeah, I got taken out of R, it'll only be PG-13. There was a couple things we took out that I liked, but whatever. You can you can easily tell there were some scenes where, like, he's biting people's heads off and stuff where, like, they do a cut. The, like, they were going to have a full-blown, like, blood splatter, like, full-on him ripping people apart. But that's what they took yeah, out. Yeah, like, and it's like, oh, I really kind of want to see that. Which you want an archive of Venom? It it hurts me a little bit because the sequels confirm to have Woody Harrelson as our Carnage, and I'm like Carnage, which we fucking called so ever ago. 
We did. We called it so long ago, and it got in, and it's confirmed, officially confirmed. Like they're going into filming. I think the end of this year, early next year, they're going to start shooting. But I'm like, Carnage needs an R rating. Like Carnage with Venom. Like the whole dynamic between them is that Venom doesn't want to hurt people that don't deserve it. But Carnage is a fucking serial killer. So he literally just eats people, rips people in half, does whatever he wants. And Venom constantly tries to stop him and be like, no, you do, this is not how we do it here and whatever. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how Venom 2 is going to play out being PG-13 and having Carnage in there. Well, hopefully it won't be. And I'm glad we're talking about Venom because it is... I'm seeing it more and more and more, and I actually just saw today, Kevin Feige himself said he would like to do a Venom crossover with Spider-Man. Which they totally can. Party Venom crossover with Tom Hall. And that came from Kevin Feige. He's the guy that runs all this shit. He makes sure things line up and they go the way they should. And he's saying, I would love to have Tom Hardy and Tom Holland. Fuck. I mean, I hate this. I hate to say this out loud because it's a sentence I don't want to say. But if we trust Mysterio... And he's from another, and he's from a, a multiverse that sets that crossover over easy, easy peasy. Grr, I want to, but you can't trust Mysterio. It's <laughs> like I want it to happen, but I can't trust Mysterio. You can't, you can't. You know why you can't trust Mysterio? He's a fucking villain. You can't trust Mysterio. So I don't know how this movie Far From Home will play with that. But if it is, but if there is, I want to only because. Feige said that Tom Holland's Spider-Man is going to be the face of the multiverse going forward. So it would make sense that that's how they started with Far From Home. But Venom as a whole, great movie. I I totally recommend it. It's way fucking better than what they did in Spider-Man 3. He's an actual Venom, which is awesome. And it's a great movie. It was it was really well done. I love it. They kept the Jekyll and Hyde that Eddie Brock has uh, trying to communicate with Venom and maintain his personal life. And Venom wants to do this, but he wants to do that. Like, it was really well done. I love the movie. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And it's like, if you're a comic book fan, you picked up on the subtle, like, little things that are like, okay. Like the fact that uh, Venom wanted to eat chocolate. <laughs> which for if for the people who don't know about that um chocolate is the one thing that tastes like brains to venom like it gives him the same stuff as eating a human brain oh it's i love it i love it i'm sorry i know venom is not a great movie i know it's not but it, i love it i love it regardless i fucking love it fuck you it's calling it number four. Oh. That's exactly where I ranked it, number four. You go number four as well? Yeah, we, we agreed on one of them. We agreed on Venom, yes! All right, and that just leaves uh, our last movie then. Wait, do you, do you hear that in the, in the distance? No, am I, am I supposed to? It's, it's, it sounds like Anthony... From Universe 2. Hello, Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Oh, God. If we're going to talk about multiverses, there's one Spider-Man movie that 
I think, fucking nailed it on the ham, on, right on the head. No. And that's n- none other than Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Which was... I think it was a great movie. And I know a lot of people have agreed in the same thing, that they feel it was... Into the Spider-Verse was... It was an amazing movie. It was so well done. It was. It, it was so good. I loved Peter B. Parker. <laughs> like everything about the old cynical Spider-Man. Uh, that movie, that movie was great. Like it gave you Miles Morales. It gave you a Peter Parker. It gave you a Kingpin. It gave you Prowler. It God. gave you a tombstone. It gave you a scorpion. It gave you Spider-Man 2099. It gave you Live Octavius. It gave us Nicholas fucking Cage as ba- as Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> and I, I fucking love that. Wherever I go, the wind follows. We're indoors. <laughs> John Mulaney as Spider Ham. <laughs> I I I can't help it. I I did. I love this movie. This it's great. It's fun. There's so many like ah. There is one one thing with this movie that uh that I I hear with people that are younger and popular in the radio, but I just I can't get behind it because it just if I had heard it only in the movie it would have been fine but I hear it everywhere do you hear it hear what do you, do you hear it coming we mentioned it oh god god why did we mention it why did we <laughs> now the, yeah, the thing about I've heard it way too much everywhere the thing about it, I haven't, because I don't listen to the radio. Oh, so you have, so you haven't really heard the Post Malone song that was famous out of this movie, though. Oh no, I, I've I've heard the Sunflowers, Sunflower, whatever it's called. <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> I have it, I have it on my phone, so it comes up once every like I have like a thousand songs on my phone, so it comes up once in a blue moon. Oh, but it was yeah. a, it's a good song. I like it. See, I was just anybody who knows me knows it's not really my forte, so I'm not going to listen to it. It's not something I listen to. I don't think it's a bad song. I mean, I can see why people like it. It's just not my forte. Yeah, I mean, it's just not. It's not what I listen to. I, I can hearing it and listening to it. I can see why people like it. It's not today. It really just isn't something I normally listen to myself. Yeah. I'm sorry to anybody that likes Post Malone and they love it. Even you, Anthony, you're like I just it's just not my forte. But I, I mean, to be fair. Now, uh, one of the things I uh, one of the few things, uh, many things I should say that I love about this movie, um, Stanley. Which I kind of count as his final cameo because it was the last, it was the first one that 
after his death that he showed up in. That's true. It just... Yeah, he did have a couple cameos towards the end, but this was like the first one went out from his death there. So, yeah. It was like the first one where I, when I saw it in theaters, I was like, oh, Stan. Um, like, the world, it's just not going to be the same without Stan Lee. No. I, I I know, I like, I'm a huge nerd, obviously, and anybody really no. knows me knows I am. Like, I cried when Stan Lee died. Like, I found out in the morning, and I cried. Like, I couldn't help it. Like, that man I looked up to growing up, and I, I don't think – it's just not the same with uh, Stan Lee. And especially, you know, going to see one of these movies and not knowing Stan Lee won't be there anymore. I'm just like, it's just not the same. He's been yeah. doing it before it was the MCU, and I just – I can't. Yeah. It's, it's a sad time. And with Into the Spider-Verse – I did like the way the movie. I like the way the movie ended, where it had uh, the way the way it played out into the ending, where it's like everybody's glitching and like they have to make the sacrifice play. You have the the B universe, Peter Parker. Like I'm gonna do it because I need to make redemption for myself being shitty. And then you have Miles Morales, like no, I need to do it. I need to prove that I am a hero. And they just I, it was a great movie. It, overall, it was an amazing movie, and I love it. Um, it, it, I've heard I heard it said as it's not a movie, it's an event, kind of like Endgame, just because no other animation has done the style that they did that in, especially oh, him jumping off the building in a leap of faith. And they have that comic book panel-y, you know, like like the whole movie. About it. The whole movie's like a moving comic book, and it's wonderful. I love it. It was really, really well done. And it's actually even better if you watch it again. Well, when you watch it again, because I'm sure you will. Oh, you, um, you fucking know I will. Uh, it gets really, it gets even more comic booky the day, like the day after uh, Miles gets bit. Like that's when the thought bubbles start popping up. Oh yeah, that's right. He gets bitten as his powers, and then uh, and then it just turns into a full blown comic book. Like at first, uh, it was like, oh yeah, this maybe is a comic book movie. Then straight up, like, yeah, no, you're here for this superhero. It was. I, I love it. I loved it. Um, it takes number three for me. Uh, it's going to take number one for me. Number one for Anthony. And I'm not. I'm not saying number three. Like I didn't like it as much as. Like no, my one, two, and three are all so good to me personally. Like it's hard for me to rank that my top three, uh, which would be Homecoming, Raimi's first Spider-Man, and this one because it just. As Spider-Man movies, they're all just fucking... They're, they're great. Um, and I know now everybody's going to agree with me, but fuck you. I don't care. That's my opinion. Uh, you know, the, the great thing about being human and being who we are, we're entitled to our opinions. And if I like something more than you do, that's fine. But, like, I actually have, if people have been paying attention, writing down, I actually have the first Spider-Man, uh, first Raimi one, under Venom. I don't think That's it's a bad true. movie. Like, yes, um, I would go out and watch it. It's not are you ready for the uh, the tally up overall of our Spider-Man? I am. Well, looking at the scores overall, 
uh, our top picks are homecoming and into the end. Uh, am I seeing that right? I am homecoming and into the spider verse are yours and mine. Our top picks coming in after that. I'm trying to make sure. Cause some of these are a bit tied. I mean, if you need me to reread the my list, I can. No, I, I think, I think Sam Raimi's comes in at number two then uh, overall because Homecoming and Into the Spider-Verse are both our number ones and even on a second scale they're still two and three so they're not they're yeah. not too far off from me and it's the same thing with the, the first Sam Raimi movie I got five and two the only other thing that comes close is five and three with the second Sam Raimi so I'd have to say it's Spider first Sam Raimi and Into the Spider Verse are the top two, uh, closely followed by Venom because we both made that our four, uh, number four both for both of us is Venom. Our most hated, like just our <laughs> two most hated movies, Amazing Spider Man one and two. <laughs> I I would say I'm shocked, but I'm not. <laughs> Fuck the Amazing Spider-Man movies. They're both our worst hated. They're both seven and six, seven and eight. <laughs> we just despise those movies. You know what? Actually, Spider-Man let's put them at three. Made it six and eight. <laughs> like you did better than the Amazing Spider-Mans. It's just a little bit, but it did. <laughs> You know, you know, we should be fair. I say the Japanese one is above Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Never I seen it. Never will. I wasn't even going to go there. There is the Japanese version of Spider-Man, which just looks goofy as hell. I, I've never watched it. I don't even know where to find it to watch it, but I know it looks goofy as shit from what I have seen. For for our main, our main stuff... Uh, Surprisingly, Spider-Man 3, as bad as it is, just barely scoots up above both Amazing Spider-Man movies. It's like it's just like it's just above the fire and those two were in it. <laughs> like Spider-Man 3 is still getting a good roast onto it. It's like at the edge of hell, Spider-Man 3 is holding on to the cliffside. Amazing Spider-Man 1 is holding on to his leg, and Amazing Spider-Man 2 is holding on to Amazing Spider-Man 1's leg. Pretty much. Like, they're all just dangling over and should be pushed into hell, all three of those. Uh, but then Homecoming and Into the Spider-Verse, we both rank those quite highly. Uh, they're both great. Um, and even uh, then, Sam Raimi, that one's another one, where it's like, we... It came in at five and two, so not terrible. Uh, I, I, I ranked it higher than what you did. But that's the only uh, – and then Spider-Man 2 is Sam Raimi. It came in at 3 and 5. So that one and the first one are kind of tied for Sam Raimi. Uh, so, yeah. And Venom just keeps number 4 slot no matter what because we both gave it a 4. So It's like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best. It was right in the middle. And and I think that's where Venom needed to be. To To be completely honest with you, Venom needed to have at least a neutral – a neutral fan base to, to revive himself from what three did. Cause it wasn't overly terrible like Spider-Man three, but it wasn't the best they could have done. 
I think the best they could have done probably would have been the R rating they originally went with because it was probably a little bit different overall. But who am I to say? Who knows? It still turned out. But then, so. but then they would have made less money. Whatever, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, that's that's just how we feel. And uh, part two, we're going to cover over animation, which, I mean, there are so many animated series. Some of them only lasted a couple seasons. But that's... But, yeah, so I think we'll... Uh, you know, we'll cover over animation next. We'll see how that turns out. I did just want to end out um, just to give you guys the idea. Um, when I said I didn't really listen to Post Malone, I don't listen to any of that kind of stuff. Um, I wasn't kidding. Um, if you really want to know who I am, if you really don't know. We're going to end it out there. Um, as always, I'm Garrett Minikheim, a.k.a. Jokey Pants. And with me here, as always, we'll see you next time with... Anthony Denny, a.k.a. Inferno Frenzy. And uh, you've been listening to What an Oddcast. We'll catch you next time. Later, Matrix Bitches! <laughs>